Are you someone who sets a New Year's resolution only to find out that it's a distant memory by February? Did you set a goal? And if it's not reached, do you tend to give up and move on? Or perhaps you're someone who gets extremely close to achieving your goals, but can't quite reach them. Ever wonder why that is? Today, we are diving deep into setting goals. We will uncover a common mistake that many of us make but may not realize. We'll provide strategies to help you overcome this mistake and not just set goals, but actually achieve everything you've set out to do. So grab your notepads and get ready to master your goals into the new year. Welcome to the Girls of Grit podcast, hosted by Annalisa Rhodes and Cynthia Pacara, two professional women bringing you over 40 years experience as top performers, top earners, and leaders in the male-dominated medical device industry. Grounded in grit, our mission is to cultivate a platform that will pave the way for women to stand at the forefront of leadership, driving positive change, and shaping the landscape of traditionally male-dominated industries. We are dedicated to fostering an environment where women not only face challenges head-on, but also thrive as leaders, charting their unique course to CEO status of their own chosen career paths. Welcome to the Girls of Grit podcast. It's time to dig in. Good morning, Cindy, and Happy New Year to a new year, 2024. Happy New Year. That's crazy, 2024. That's just, wow. And you know, when the new year comes, it's all about new hope, new things, and it gets very, very exciting. And I don't know about you, Lisa. Are you someone who sets New Year's resolutions? Oh, yeah, of course. We actually all sit down as a family and write them out on a piece of paper, and then I put them on the fridge so that we see them every day. But sometimes we just glance right over them or glaze right over them. But yes, I set these like crazy lofty goals. You know, I'm like, I'm going to never allow anything to, you know, distract me from my goals. And it's like, okay, well, there's a thing called life and things happen and we're all human. So, but yes, to answer your question, yes, I do set New Year's resolution goals. I'm impressed. Now, put them up on your refrigerator. I like that. I like that little accountability and reminder. Does that does that help you at all? Because that's interesting to me. Uh, yeah. When I decide to see it, not glaze over it. I mean, it's amazing, right? <laughs> like after a while, it's like that spot on your mirror that, like, after a while, you just don't even realize because you've gotten so used to seeing it there that it's now out of your mind. So, um, I don't know how clearly they all stand out, and I'm pretty sure my kids pay no attention to them. Well, that's funny. You know, so I actually don't set New Year's resolutions. I think years ago I tried and then it it just fizzled out and it would never resort to anything, result in any any type of effort that I would put in. So a couple of years ago, I started doing like the word of the year for a new year. And so years ago, I chose the word focus. I think that helped me the first year. And I would really try to focus on things. And I applied it to work. I applied it to, you know, life at home or conversations that I would need to. I mean, especially it was really work focused, but also um, I remember 
when I was, I was training for a race and I learned the difference between exercise and training. And it was really focusing on what I'm doing. So I think choosing a word throughout a year can help. Now, in reality, last year I tried simplify. Okay. Mm-mm. I'm still working on that. <laughs> so I am going to set a new word for this year. And the word I've chosen for this year is consistency. And the reason I chose consistency is because I know what I need to do. I just need to be consistent in executing it. And again, that's work. That's, I know what I need to do for work, consistently do it. But I also know I need to exercise consistently because if I exercise consistently, I feel good and then I can work better. And I I really believe that how we take care of ourselves in our lives really contributes to our work ethic and our work production. I love that word. That's a fantastic word. I, gosh, and you can apply that like you just said to life as well as to work. I mean, I should say outside, outside work and then, you know, directly to your work and how you're going to hit your certain goals that you set out. I, I really like that word a lot. So when you told me that we were doing a word, uh, I was laying in bed last night and it hit me. I think the word for me is going to be listening. And, you know, listening can apply so many different ways. It could be, am I, am I going to sit back and actually listen to what people say and not have either a rebuttal or something to add to the conversation right away? Because I don't know about you, Cindy, but it's really common for me as I'm talking to people, even when you and I are talking about things, I'll already have like different things in my mind and it could have nothing to do with what we're talking about. It could literally be (laughs) like, you know, ADD coming in and like, I mean, I'm thinking about my kids and the nannies, or I'm thinking about dinner, or I'm thinking about the next customer call I'm going to have, or my goals or anything, right? So I think for me, listening, like stopping and really hearing what the other person is saying is really important, both in life with my children, as well as, or my husband or you, my girlfriends or business partners, but also in work. And really listening to what my customers are telling me that they need. You know, sometimes we sit there and we go into a new sales call, right? And and we're supposed to talk to them about this great product that we have and we want them to start using it. But do we really sit back and listen to them and hear what they tell us that they need? And it may not be that our product is the end-all be-all, but it may answer something that they need. But if we're not listening to them, we won't hear it. So for me, listening is really important. And I'm really going to try and focus on that this year in terms of applying it to both my work as well as my life. Excellent word, Lisa. You know, and listening just really helps you focus on where you need to go. And so today's episode is really about setting goals. And I think about a dartboard. And if you don't have a focused target and goal of where you're going, it's like throwing darts on a dartboard that doesn't have a bullseye. So today we want to make sure we hone in on what our bullseye realistically is and and how do we get there. So it, it brings a term that if you think about medical device, many of these companies are very large. Now there are small startup companies as well as you know smaller companies, but I'm just going to, for example purposes, talk about a corporate big company. So 
your corporate company will have a very broad plan and they will have business goals that you need to achieve. And many companies will have like a quarterly business plan that you need to do. And that is that is an excellent guide. And what Lisa and I want to do today is just personalize it. So we bring home to what does that mean for you? You know, so you have a broad plan. How do you apply it to your territory? You know, we really talk about when you take ownership of your job, it's like being CEO of your territory. So the business plan, how do you help that align? I think one confusion people do is they look at the plan like, okay, so this is what I have to do. Well, every part of every territory is different, different doctors, different circumstances. And so I think this is where it's really important that we start to personalize and think of, you know, what gets you up every day? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so many people are so privileged to be in medical device. If you think about people trying to get into this industry, how many people you beat out in an interview? Well, Okay, so now here you are starting the new year. You're privileged. You have to remember that and now really run with it and not feel, oh, I don't know how I'm going to hit that goal or do that. You're in a position of the driver's seat to be CEO and run with it. And so what gets you up in the morning? Like if it's that I I want to make money. Okay, well, you want to make money. Why do you want to make money? Mm-hmm. What is your vision? You want to make money to do what? Tie it into what you want. If making money is, I'm going to have this great vacation, or or maybe your husband has to take care of twin toddlers, and all you want to do is hit President's Club so you can see him on the beach with his feet up, drinking a drink. (laughs) Whatever your vision is, it has to be strong enough to get you up in the morning and get you where you want to go to hit that bullseye. I love that. Yeah. And visions can be, I mean, honestly, you can have a vision board, right? I mean, sometimes vis- visions are are quite lofty. They can be, I want to not only be successful, but here's my next step. I want to go into leadership and then I want to become a VP and then I want to be a CEO. And it's fine. Those visions are amazing and they got to be strong enough to get you up in the morning. But I think also what, what we're also talking about is setting goals. And, you know, for me, um, I mean, every year president's club is the goal, right? Because that for most medical companies, anyhow, if not all, that's the highest echelon of where people reach is that president's club. And depending on the size of your company, that could be the top 10%. It could be the top 5%. It could be the top 1%, depending on how large it is. Um, and you know, usually with that comes either some sort of like money grant, or you take a trip or both but also just the recognition that you beat out 99.9% of all the other people in your company. And not everybody is driven by that, but I know I am. So, you know, for me this year, I will say, Cindy, one of my goals is to, well, in work, it's to hit president's club. And, you know, it's, it's getting close to that time where I really need to put it into high gear. And for me, it's honestly, it's a little bit of a lofty goal because I've had a little, I've had some setbacks this year, things that I did not foresee. And you know me, I love to control everything. (laughs) (laughs) And there were things that were completely out of my control and, you know, it really hurt me and it hurt my, it hurt my territory. And now I'm, I'm playing catch up to be honest with you. So, but I still have that on my, on my vision board for this year. And I'm going to try my darndest to make it happen. Um, 
And you know, the other thing I think that you need to do is when you have those goals and you realize they are a little lofty, and we talk about this a lot with like training for a marathon or whatever it is, you actually have to, you have to enjoy the process as well. So I think with that comes, even if I don't hit president's club, I really need to make sure that I appreciate how far I got. What did I accomplish? Even if I didn't get to that stage, I was still able to accomplish really close to that goal. So first thing is setting that goal. And, you know, New Year's is a great time to do it. Um, but with work, you know, and as well as life, but in work, set those goals. And if they're a little lofty, understand that they may be more of a vision than anything. But hey, you can still hit that. You can still reach that. I mean, I've we've done it plenty of times, you and I both. Yep. So that's the question. How do you reach it? So today's discussion is really about it's putting in plan an action plan to get you there. So I truly believe in reverse engineering your goals. Yes. I've done this with exercise. I've done this with work. So, okay, let's a good way to set. I think President's Club is a perfect example for this discussion. And so let's say President's Club is your goal. Well, how do you know how you're going to get there? And you know that you're competing with other people who has, everybody has different quotas based on different circumstances. But one thing you can do is look back at the year before. Take, say, I'm just for math circumstances, we'll just say, say five people make President's Club. Go back and look at the five people that won the previous year. And most people who win President's Club are over quota, depending on, you know, where you work, you might be at or over quota. So take a look at those five people and see how far over they were. So let's just, for example purposes, let's say your quota is $1 million for the whole year. And you look back and you saw that the top five people were anywhere from $100,000 to $200,000 over. So maybe your first goal will be, all right, I need to hit $1.2 million for the whole year. So this is where my goal is. I've got a number tied to it. Now I need to break that down. So 1.2 million in 12 months is $100,000 a year. So I'm looking at $300,000 each quarter. So now I've got my long-term goal and I need short-term goals. So my short-term goal in say the first quarter, maybe it is I will reach, you know, $100,000 this month in say you have three products, product A. So now here's the key. You now need to have action steps under how you are going to do that. So just because I'm saying, you know, I want to hit this short-term goal, when you write it out, I'm sure many of you have heard of the acronym SMART for setting a goal. And what does a SMART goal mean? It means it's specific. I will target this month, this account, mm -hmm. measurable, you know, and, and, and you're like $100,000. Is it attainable? You've got to look at your accounts. You've got to know, is this number something you can achieve? Is it relevant to my goal? And the key, the biggest key of the SMART goal is the timely. You are putting a deadline and a date. And I truly believe that when you have a date set to a goal, it, it really helps you see where you're going. That's and a great, I think it's, yeah. It's so important to break down, reverse engineer a large long-term goal with a short-term goal and have specific action steps underneath each one as you go to achieve that. 
Yeah, I really like that. You're exactly right on the time thing. In fact, of course, I'm not even doing my uh, New Year's resolution of listening because in my head, I'm already thinking about my goal and I'm like, okay, what's my timeline going to be? Where's my check-in going to be? You know, I've got, I've got three months to get this done. What am, what's, what am I going to set up? But you're right. And I like that smart acronym. It makes a lot of sense. And what you're talking about are these targets, right? Is is being specific, being strategic with where you're going to go, where are you going to get those dollars from? And then, you know, how are you measuring it? I mean, you can measure it just by the number. You can measure it by cases. You can measure it by, you know, all sorts of ways, but you need to determine how you're going to measure that. Um, And then like you're saying with being attainable, is it actually attainable or are you again, making a lofty goal that's not even attainable. And you need to be honest with yourself because if it's not attainable, there's no point in putting it in there. If it's not attainable, do not chase that customer that you're, you're not going to be able to get in this amount of time if you're putting a timeline on that. So you need to make sure. And and you're exactly right because you just made me think about when people set goals that are not attainable, what do they normally do? They give up. They give up completely on the goal. And it's not that you gave up. Maybe all you needed to do was pivot and adjust the number. Maybe, maybe you look at if you sell a product that's seasonal, you know, some medical products, maybe summer is really the busy season or winter is a busy season, depending on what you sell. And maybe you need to adjust your number and say, instead of hundred thousand dollars every single month for the whole year, maybe the first three months, it's 80, 80, and 80. And then in the summer months that it's so busy, it's 120, 120, and 120. So you just have to be realistic in what you achieve and don't give up if you don't hit 100,000 the first month because you only hit 80. The attainable reality was really 80 to begin with. I love and that. so I think mean, that's really important. But I also think that sometimes we overextend ourselves with goals. And, you know, I've talked before about I believe in doing things in threes. One thing that I do every year is I set three long-term goals for the entire year. And they can be something as broad as, you know, I'd like to make President's Club for the year. I want to exceed my quota by X amount, or I want to grow one new large account. And then just be like, that's kind of where I'm going. And then I bring it down to do uh, quarterly goals, monthly goals, and weekly goals. Because the weekly goals end up being the action steps. To the monthly, and you only have three months and a quarter. And I think that reverse engineering, starting big, breaking down small, and only having three. If you overextend yourself, you're just you're going to give up. I mean, I might be wrong, but if you have seven, eight, ten goals for every month, that's exhausting. And if you look at each quarter, if you consistently have, oh, that's my word. Oh, I said it. (laughs) Consistent. If you consistently keep three goals for the whole year and you align each quarter underneath, that's how you're going to stay on target. You're going to see your bullseye and you're going to get there. I really like that a lot. I'm actually sitting here thinking that you made a really good point about the fact that you're breaking it down. You have those goals and then, you know, each month under each month, every week, and how are you keeping yourself accountable? It's really a lot of this is accountability. You know, you you have this vision of whatever it is, whether it's President's Club or it's it's way more grandiose than that. It is to reach the next managerial position or leadership position or whatever it is. 
you're not going to get there unless you make realistic goals and then you keep yourself accountable. And you know, one thing that I used to do a long time ago, Cindy, and I actually haven't done this in a long time. And maybe this is what I need to do uh, right now because of this goal that I'm setting for myself is I used, somebody told me, I don't remember. I mean, I think it was when I first started medical devices, they were like, why don't you write down your top five accounts on a post-it note or your top five doctors on a post-it note. And that post-it note goes in your car because for most of us, we drive a lot. We're in our cars a lot. You better love your car because you're in it a lot. And I would set that, you know, right on the dashboard. I mean, cars are like so new age these days, but back in the olden days, there was a lot of like empty space where you could just stick things. And I would stick it there, you know, right next to the speedometer. And I would see it every single morning I got in my car, whether it was hot out or it was freezing cold, I would see that sticky note. And I would say to myself, did I call on that doctor? Did I get that account? Did I get that case? Did I sell that product? Whatever those goals were that you put there, or I shouldn't even say goals, but your targets of what you put on that note, did you hit them? And, you know, whether you keep it in your car or on your mirror, don't let it be what we were discussing earlier, which is you start to have that glazed over effect of allowing it not to catch your attention. I think every morning you need to make an effort to look at that post-it note or the list that you made and say, am I hitting these goals? Am I hitting these targets? And keep yourself accountable. I absolutely love that. And writing it down makes a difference. When you write it down, it becomes real. If you just say in your head, oh, I want to do this goal. Well, if you didn't write it down, you don't have a plan. That's not really a goal. It's just a lofty thought. It's in the air and it dissipates. And if you got a vision, you want to hit President's Club, you've got goals, you know why you're doing your job, and you've got to focus. And writing them down is huge. So this actually brings us to, at the very beginning of our podcast, we mentioned there's a common mistake people make. And we can have these amazing plans. They can be pretty and beautiful, and we can write everything down. And we truck along, and the end of the quarter, we're behind. Many people forget when they're writing down their goals to write down a date and a time to evaluate how you're tracking along the way. I know that sounds so silly and simple. You think, oh yeah, well, I'm out here doing my goal and, you know, I'm, oh, I'm seeing this customer, I'm doing it, I'm going. But if at the very beginning of the quarter, 30 days in, 60 days in and 90 days in, you actually sit down and put on your calendar or one of your short-term goals is on day 30, I will evaluate this on day 60 and on day 90, because then there's a date. You put the date, you put the time, you sit down, you pick up say, all right, my goal was a hundred thousand. I'm really at 80. Well, I did think that I may, this quarter is not our, our real busy season. So I'm going to pivot. I'm going to switch this and I'm going to make it realistic. 80, 80, 80. Now I need to add in the summer months. Now I'm definitely going to change that to 120, 120, 120. And then the next month you've, you've got it written down. So you, you realize, are my targets realistic? Am I moving this where I need to? Do I need to make up somewhere else if I do? And maybe it's okay. So here's something. Maybe it's one of those things that get uncomfortable. You know, when you're so close to hitting a goal and you're like, okay, now I just need to get like one more account or maybe just go a little bit wider in an account as opposed to, or deeper in account as opposed to going wider. So, you know, maybe the partner's interested 
maybe your product's already in the hospital and you just haven't put the time to that doctor, maybe you were smart enough to have a check-in and on day 30, you realize, hmm, I need to grow somewhere else. You can put a little sticky note in your car, Lisa, and say, go see Dr. So-and-so when I get to this next hospital. And maybe that's all you need. But had you not stopped and done your evaluation 30 days in, it may have been too late. And then you may not hit your goal. That's a great point. That's a really great point. You're right. I mean, again, that's all about accountability. And you know, another thing that you and I were talking about when discussing this episode, and I think is really important that we say this, is make sure that your why, that your vision, that your goal is truly strong enough to make you stop and do that extra sales call. Because we all get tired at the end of the day. This job is amazing, but it is exhausting. And some days it will take a lot out of you. You will have been up at 4.30 and have been going all day into the evening, not seeing anyone other than your doctors and customers, no family, no kids. Maybe you didn't even eat and you are exhausted. What is, are you going to start? Are you going to stop and go see that last customer, that last sales call on your list? Or are you going to say, I can't today. I just don't have it in me. And then you do it again and again and again. And then you start pushing off those targets or goals that you set. And now you find yourself behind. So I think a real key thing is, is your vision, is your goal strong enough? Is it going to drive you? Because if it's not going to drive you enough to make you put in that extra work to keep you accountable, then you better make it stronger because it's not going to keep you, it's not going to keep you on task. I love what you said, because, you know, again, this is all a process and we always talk about enjoying where you're going as you're, you're on that journey to your goal. And you're right there, there, you have to said this at the beginning, if you personally align your, what makes you the best? I, I mentioned saying, if I exercise, then I think better, you know, stay hydrated, feel well, I'm going to work better. So let's say just exactly what you said. If your sticky note is, I need to go see this doctor. Let's say one day you don't feel good. And you're like, I just know that if I talk now, it's going to be a waste of my time. But then the important thing is you say, I'm going to do it next Tuesday, at three o'clock. So when next Tuesday comes, you got to be ready and you got to do it. If you're not doing it and then you make an excuse, that's when you know your reason isn't strong enough. And you know, sometimes the overall why, and, and, and I think this is this is something every year, which is a new year thing, pick up a word, but also know why you do what you do. What makes you get out of bed in the morning? You know, I mean, you may be somebody who works for a company and you know, it's hard. It's a lot of work, but maybe there's other people that depend on you. Maybe you have family in another state that, or overseas that you send money to. So do you have the ability to sit there and say, I just don't feel like doing this today unless you're sick. That isn't, that is, you know, if you truly don't feel up to it, that's one thing. But if you make the excuse the next two times, your why isn't strong enough. And if your why is, well, I need to send money to my family overseas that's going to get you up every day and realize, how do I tell them no milk money today? Because I just didn't feel like going to see the doctor. Yeah, I agree with you. So, you know, I think today we talked about some really important things. I mean, New Year's is all about setting really great, amazing goals for your new year, but you need to make sure that they're realistic. I mean, they can't be a pie in the sky that you're never going to hit because it's like that list that I put on my fridge. 
after a while, you just glaze over. It just doesn't even stick anymore. And you forget all of what you said you were going to set out to do. And then you just kind of roll into the next thing. And it's like, really be honest with yourself. Set a great goal that you believe in your heart of hearts, you are going to achieve and exceed over it. And then make your list, be accountable, follow that SMART acronym. I love that SMART acronym. Be specific or strategic, make it measurable, make sure that you can measure it, make it attainable. Don't lie to yourself and say, oh, I'm going to get Dr. So-and-so and that doctor is never going to use your product or he's or she is going to be such a tough customer that they're going to take up all of your time. And we've talked about this is wasting your time. So make it attainable. Make it relevant. Is it relevant to your goal? I mean, <laughs> is this going to get you to your goal? So that's really important. And timely. Make sure that you put a timeline on everything. And like you mentioned, Cindy, being accountable putting in there every 30 days, every 45 days, whatever you want to make it, what your, what your overall timeline looks like. If it's a year, maybe you check in every month or every quarter with yourself. If it's only three quarters, then you better be checking in every 30 days on where you're at in those goals. And it's okay if you haven't hit all of them, but now you got to readjust and make sure that moving forward for the last two uh, months of that quarter, you are setting new goals and you're making those attainable. But if you want to get to that goal, you're going to have to adjust it and be honest with yourself. How are you adjusting it? And where are you going to get all that business from in order to reach that goal that you want to hit this quarter or this year? I love it. It's exciting. New Year's, new, new everything. And I, and I hope we all take with us the energy of setting our goals and really getting excited to get up every day and do our job. So our call to action for today, we would love for you to join us in choosing a word. What word works for you? Consistency is my word this year. Listening is Lisa's. I would love for anyone to email us and let us know their word, and we can check in with you throughout the year to see how that's going. But I think the other call to action I want you all to do is set your goals, but plan a date to evaluate. The most important thing is as you're setting your goals, you are setting out a time to make sure you're on track and writing them down is what's going to make the difference. Choose So today your call to action is to choose a word, write down your goals and plan a date to evaluate. Happy new year, everyone. Happy new year. And thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of the girls of grit. We are so happy you are here and we look forward to working with you guys throughout this next year and years to come. Have a great day and a great year. Bye-bye. All you need is a little bit of grit to be your best today and build for tomorrow. Find us on Instagram at the girls of grit, our website, thegirlsofgrit.com and LinkedIn, the girls of grit.